0: This is J.D. Harmeyer, and on today's Howard Stern Show, I'm in. it's my weed girl, Seth Rogan. Motherfucker has <laughs> never tried weed. <laughs> it is arguably hilarious for a 39-year-old person <laughs> with the job you have, surrounded by the people you're surrounded with, to be so afraid. If he weird? dies today, I'd like to
1: say that I have taken no responsibility. For <laughs> Thank you for everything, Seth. It's been a wild weed ride.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. There you go. I was saying, can I get a hey now? Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey everybody. Hey now. Didn't we just finish the show? Oh yeah, that was yesterday. Hey now. It's like I'm back down here again in my basement. Do you uh,
3: never come to the basement unless you're doing the show? I mean, in this particular little area?
0: Yeah, I don't really use my basement all that much. I got some really cool shit down here in terms of, like, entertaining, but we never entertain anyway. We, when, we, when we built this house, Beth and I actually built the house and designed it. And, uh, I mean, you know, we were in on the design. And uh, the basement concept was, hey when we entertain it'll be fun down here fun stuff to do you know pool table etc and uh we never have anybody down here and i i was walking around down here yesterday because the guys needed me to fix something and uh, i'm looking around and i go this is really nice but what a waste of space
2: <laughs> i
0: mean like it's a complete waste i mean we'd ever use it and uh we don't invite anyone over even before covid i mean once or twice a year we'd have a party and then beth would say well maybe we should go down in the basement i go "Ugh, who wants to even go down there it's it's ridiculous it's too much of a hassle so we don't even use it it's That's like a shame. it's like an amu- amusement park down there and then uh, well it's
3: funny because i sometimes walk around my house and i go oh if there was a party this would happen or that would happen and right. i don't think there's ever going to be a party <laughs>
0: Yeah, we planned the house for a party, <laughs> and we don't have parties. We hate parties. We hate going to parties. We don't want anyone in the house. And, uh, like, even when my you kids know, come yeah, over. Yeah, go into
3: my dining room, and I say, oh, yeah, if this was a night of a dinner party, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. that's never happening.
0: And even when my kids come over to the house, they're like, you know, uh, they go, hey, Dad, let's go downstairs. And then I go, nah, nah, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. And we never do. But uh, yeah, my basement's like um, Michael Jackson's house. Remember, he had it all set up for kids. Yeah, yours yeah. is set
3: up for kids too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> except I'm not into little boys, so I'm not into hanging out with them. So it really is kind of you lose, you know, useless. But you know, it, it, it's like really weird too because when we were building the house, um, the guy who built our house, he, you know, and the architect, he loved entertaining yeah and i remember the original design uh in our living room was this giant bar like i mean a bar that would be the size of like a professional bar with sinks and the whole living room was built around this bar and we're in the middle of oh building the house and a, a friend of ours came over who's an interior designer and he said uh gee you guys would love to drink i go uh no i don't drink actually and uh we don't drink he goes well i mean you love to entertain and drinking and i guess, give bartender i go no i i don't I, I don't like serving drinks and i don't like having people over i i find that annoying and then uh he goes well your wife must like i go no she doesn't like it either he goes well your whole house is built around a bar <laughs> well wow, you know and you're and you'll be sitting in your living room staring at a bar yeah i go oh yeah you're right <laughs> that's finally it finally sunk in <laughs> Yeah, thank God we stopped everything. Stopped the whole project.
3: Well, Went I back. I when I was looking for a house once, it had been owned by this hockey player. Yeah. And you walked in, <laughs> yeah. And there was a
0: sports bar. Right. Right at the front door. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but like here we were, you know, starting from scratch and we're yeah. building a house around a bar. So I remember calling the uh, architect and I go, uh hey, we got we to gotta change everything. I, he goes, what are you talking about? It's fantastic. It's going to be he,
3: beautiful, right? Yeah, because this
0: guy loved to to drink and have an entertain. Oh, it
3: would be perfect for him. Yeah,
0: and I was like, well, yeah. I go, but we don't. In fact, we have a bar in our living room. It's the size of a little table. It's like, <laughs> you know, like we moved everything and we, we put a nice fireplace in and that was it. Yeah,
3: beautiful.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful more fireplace. useful to you. Yeah, and, and by the way, we sit in that room every night. With the cats, we put the fireplace on, and we we enjoy it. We love yeah, it. It's our favorite yeah. thing in the house. But you you know, it, it's like true of so many decisions that you think you're making of sound mind. And here <laughs> I was spending all this money and 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 putting in all this time, and you know, finally putting together my dream house. Blah, blah. And it wasn't it had nothing to do it with wasn't my dream.
3: A, you didn't ever dream of a
0: bar. <laughs> but I noticed that with me. I get very, um, fr- I'm like a little boy. I don't want to do a lot of times the hard work. Like I go, oh yeah, okay, we're designing a house and I'm into it. And then I kind of give up. I kind of go like, oh, I, I want to go do other things. And I'll just leave it up to everyone else. I can In so many ah. ways, I leave things up to other people. That's terrible
3: it's- when it's the place you live.
0: Yeah, I do that. And I realized, wow, I'm abdicating responsibility. Uh, it's like I'm allowing other people to make these decisions for me. And it makes no sense. They don't know how I live. But I, and they don't, I, I don't know
3: what know, you want.
0: I think in a lot of ways I just want things done for me. And I don't want to. It's almost like I want to be um, like like somebody in a, in a, who's who's paralyzed. Like I, I, I want people to just do things for me. And, <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, why do I do that? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Especially it, when the outcome is so bad. Yeah, it's almost like I don't even trust my own opinion. I trust somebody else's opinion more than my own. And I, I have a theory on that. And uh, I hate that? to blame my mother, but my mother used to tell me what to think about everything. Like, uh-huh. I never had my own thoughts. And so uh, a lot of me was, like, kind of used to somebody else making decisions for me. Um, like, I remember there were times in my career, even, where I would call home and I'd be living in Detroit or in Hartford and I didn't know what to think, so my mother would tell me what to think. She would. She, she you would You didn't just know like, what
3: to think even then. You never wanted yeah. to try that out, test that car, and no. uh, give it a run around the track.
0: <laughs> yeah, like 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 I go, oh, mom, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to court. These people won't let me live in a building because I'm Howard Stern. Listen, you don't want to live where people don't want you getting started with lawyers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to get I, I, That's it. I'm done. <laughs> that's right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Whatever she said. <laughs> I think so. In a lot of ways, I was guilty of abdicating responsibility.
3: I, yeah, I, I needed, now you have a house you can really enjoy because you finally got involved
0: yeah almost too late we had to stop the project and rethink the whole thing you know in the middle of the construction we were like "Uh uh-oh we haven't thought this thing through and you know and at the time i think beth would have taken over but you know it was was sort of like bill
3: you want to be walking through the house going yeah i like that yeah i really appreciate that
0: yeah i almost ended up with like a professional saloon
3: Yeah, that's what this house had. It had, (laughs) like, like, you should hire a bar, uh, you know, whoever that was. Woody Harrelson should be standing behind the counter serving up drinks and beer. It had apps. It had everything.
0: Well, I shudder when I think, like, my whole house would have been built around this gigantic bar that we would have been. And every night, Beth and I look at each other as we're enjoying our fireplace. We go, we were going to build a house around a bar. We would have been staring at a bar right now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: it would have been the
3: like thing living about that house i was looking at was that you could tell the guy did everything because he had a big bar right at the front door right with jerseys hanging in it i mean it looked like nobody's home it looked like a business right and then he had a movie theater on the second floor
0: <laughs> yeah he didn't want to go downstairs well yeah i mean It's just, it was like I'd be living at Cheers, you know, like, 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 that's what it looked like, the the design of it. It was just, just gigantic, gorgeous bar. And if you're into alcohol, I mean, you would have beaten off to it, but that was, yeah,
3: lots of wood, right. And railings and uh, those tall chairs.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) And, uh, I, I, and, and then when I woke up and realized, oh my God, I'm building a house around a bar. Uh, I then realized, too, that the ceilings were all wrong. I, I realized everything was wrong, had nothing yeah. to do with the way I wanted to live. The master bedroom was qu- pushed off into a corner. A, I, I spend more time in the master bedroom than anything because I sleep all the time. And then and, and, and I'm, I'm making this <laughs> you little wouldn't have tiny, even been able to find it. It was off in yeah. a corner somewhere. Oh, it was off in a corner. And then um, <laughs> and then the and then <laughs> the best view in the house, sort of the nicest spot in the house. We were putting the like a, a little gym area where I could work out. Oh, I barely work out. I do like ten minutes. I made it my office. I I came to like. I f- finally woke up. I go, what am I doing? A yeah, gym, you're wasting a view is what you're doing. Hey, I never use a gym. I got a nice view. this This is where I should be sitting and doing my work or 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 reading a book.
3: Yeah, a lot of times I think people, and you may have been. Um, subject to this They see these photos in a magazine Because they always tell you to go look in magazines Right And it seems like everybody in the magazine Has the same thing in their home And yeah. everybody's into this big
0: gym Like they <laughs> <laughs> Your gym, A gym You know Like if I was the rock Who obviously <laughs> spends 90% of his day Trying to increase his calves If, if I was the rock Or Arnold Schwarzenegger In his prime or Lou Ferrigno, then maybe this room would have been made sense. Because you know these guys are doing: I first I wake up, I work out, then I eat protein, then I go back in for a split shift, and then I do work on thighs, and then I work right. on tuchus. and then I work on this, and I, I'm doing legs all day today. Well, that that makes sense. <laughs> you ever hear these guys in the gym. I'm doing legs. It's a leg day. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Fucking narcissistic asshole. Shakes don't even really like it that much. You know, I I realize my house should be designed around my television, not a gym. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's what I do. That's my gym. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, look who it is. Boy, I wonder what he's been doing. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Sour shoes sitting in his pool. What happened to him? Sour? Sour?
4: Hi.
5: <laughs> Hi, honey. How are you?
0: Oh, I don't. I hate talking to his baby. I don't
6: know what the water temperature is.
0: Yeah, talk, let me talk to Baba Booey.
6: 69 degrees. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello.
0: How are you doing during... How, you doing? Uh, how are you doing during... I uh, <laughs> miss you, too. <laughs> <Guess> <laughs>
6: Who is you're gonna you see this? you gonna see this fool of mine. I've got shrimp clothes around.
0: <clears throat> it's so funny. We have a morning. We have a morning meeting, uh, Sour Gary, and um, but Gary loves to talk in the meeting, and I love listening to Gary. I, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, but um, because it's over Zoom, our morning meeting, Gary interrupts everyone, and everyone who tries to get a word out just gives up, and Gary just talks. Gary
6: takes over.
0: Yeah, but uh, Gary's got thoughts.
6: You've got to get them so out to somebody. Uh, a couple of channels have been added to our Verizon. I was watching a night court marathon the other day, and also <laughs> I was watching night court, and it's so funny, Matlock is back on. And you got to remember Andy Griffith, I mean, he did so much with Mayberry. And 30 years later, you've got to remember all the stars that passed through that show. It's, 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 it's weird. It's weird.
0: <laughs> What's with the pool noise, Sour? Can we cancel that or... Or you got to keep that going. Is that part of your step? Let
6: me move away from the filter. All right.
0: <laughs> He's in the pool.
6: You know, it was so you funny. Know, I was watching. Uh... Well, how could he
3: have a piano in the pool?
0: Oh, he does. He floats sorry, a piano.
5: I have it on my floater. Oh, my <laughs> God. You have the request this morning, Rabbit. Good morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you working at the fast food restaurant during COVID-19, or have you been laid off?
5: Yep. I have uh, three days a week.
0: Wow. Are oh,
2: you nervous?
5: Well, I have my—everything is fine because it's just drive through
0: Yeah, but so I mean, I, even, so I just, even working with other people, I mean, in, in the—what do you do? Do you do burgers or fries?
5: I do FPC. Fries, yeah, fries, uh, pies, and chicken nuggets. <laughs> so they put us in all different stations, and they separate us.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, do you actually cook that work, stuff? Yeah. Wow.
2: Impressive.
5: And I I just got a promotion. I'm making biscuits now.
0: Is that really true? (laughs) That sounds like a demotion.
3: I'm moving up to biscuits.
0: You mean you make... You know
3: why?
0: You're responsible for the biscuits, the burgers, the the fries... The fries, the
5: the pies, and what else? The nuggets. F-P-C, fries, pies, and chicken chicken nuggets. My friend Eddie McHugh thought of that. He said, F-P-C, you're on F-P-C today. (laughs) He sounds like Barney Rubble. No, but I mean, that's
0: uh, impressive. I mean, that's almost the entire menu you're cooking.
3: Yeah, they they, they, said, look, he needs more. Give him the biscuits. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, like, is biscuits a promotion because it's so much harder to make a biscuit?
5: It's a little bit harder, but you go into a a, a secluded area and you you get to make them for two hours. You make, like, gnawing trays so they're all finished. Because remember, a lot of the sandwiches call for biscuits. Sausage, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese.
0: Can I ask you you a question about that? I always thought with these fast food places that they kind of pre-make everything and all you have to do is heat it up. But what you're explaining is... In order to make the biscuits, you get, you get. I guess they deliver the batter, and then you've got to like yeah. squeeze it out and yeah. make it into the shape of a biscuit or something like that.
5: They deliver the they deliver the the flour, which is which has got the which has got the logo on it. Yup. You take the eggies from the refrigerator and the prepackaged flour and the eggies becomes the batter, and then you put the milk in. The eggies. Yeah, you do that in your own station, and you do it for an hour or two. So.
0: And then you pour all, that into what, like a mold?
5: You get a couple trays, cookie trays, and you grease them up with uh, not so much, a little bit of butter. And then you take an ice cream scooper and you scoop out the batter you've just made. And you put them out. You put like about 18 on a tray. But I usually put 19. <laughs> and then um, Do <laughs> you make, like I said, nine trays. Now, I got into this because at Roy Rogers, which this McDonald's became, you know, this McDonald's used to be Roy Rogers. Right. And, um, and now they're renovating it because it still has the Roy Rogers colors. So we're going to be actually closed from August 9th to
6: October.
0: Oh, wow. So they're going to do a full renovation so that it really looks like a McDonald's.
5: Yeah. yeah it, looked, it looked like Roy Rogers, uh, with all the colors and everything in the like, with the salad bar ripped out. So now they're, because Baldwin Place Shopping Center closed down, and they did a makeshift. They quickly moved the McDonald's up to the Mayapack Village Center.
0: What happened to the Roy Rogers happened. people? Just weren't going to it?
5: I, I don't know what happened. They just limited it to interstates along up, upstate New York and New Jersey, right by your rest stop. And they took away, this is four years now, they just, they just did away with the regular Roy Rogers brick-and-mortar restaurants. It was kind of odd, and it was a very quick decision.
0: It's very odd so because I, as, as a fan of fast food at one time in my life, yeah. uh, I was a big Roy Rogers guy. Roy Rogers
3: Capelli. made a pretty good hamburger.
0: Roy Rogers made an excellent... Uh, now I used to go to the Roy Rogers right in Washington, D.C. near the D.C. 101 radio station. And I got to tell you, they made a mean burger, fries, <laughs> apple oh. pie, chocolate shake yeah. every fucking day. It was beautiful.
5: Double R Bar burgers. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, very pan, much so.
5: Swiss and burger.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. A regular burger wasn't enough for me. They had to stick other <laughs> shit on it. They got to
5: stick every kind of meat on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the manager of my Roy Rogers now has gone to us to McDonald's here. But at Roy Rogers, he was really frantic because the menu was so huge compared to McDonald's. He said, Maggie, Maggie, double R, beef me, boy. And then if I was on the fries, he used to call me Thing from the Adams family because all you'd see was a hand. He'd say, thank you, Thing. (laughs) 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 Hey, makes it fun. It sounds like all the
0: workers have uh, isolated Sour Shoes to like a separate area where you only see his hands.
3: (laughs) Get in that biscuit room. Yeah, get in the while. biscuit, and oh, we'll call Dave it a
0: promotion. A cook- you stay in the biscuit room all day. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> and, well, well, you good for you, dude. Room.
0: I mean, are you making a decent living? Because yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're giving you a lot of responsibility.
5: Yeah, I just got. I went from, because I, I put in for nine dollars an hour. I'm up to fifteen dollars an hour now. There. Nice. That's a lot for fast food.
0: Yeah, well, you're doing
2: <sighs> well. I started,
5: what are running the place? Yeah, I
0: know. What, what can you bring home a week? Uh, Three hundred
5: and fifty dollars.
0: Nice. Look at yeah. those sour shoes contributing. I like that. Yes, yeah, parents
5: must and... be thrilled. Oh yeah. Well, are they the making you pay based... rent?
0: What do your parents make you pay for? By the way, like, are you two, like
5: about two hundred a month? Oh. And then some groceries, and then uh, I pay for the stuff for the pool, like the chlorine and the shock, so the tablets and things like that. I have about I have about two thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because you gotta save up, you yeah. know, one day you want to buy your own home, don't you? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah. Uh, seems to me you might take that two thousand and put it into a mutual fund and maybe uh you know, Let make that grow. thing grow. Yeah, watch it grow.
5: You remember the joke about the cows, right? You know What's why that? the two cows broke up? Why? The, f- the feelings were mutual.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: is Jackie, that, is Jackie the joke man in Jackie the joke in the pool with you right now?
4: <laughs> oh, I tell you, talking about this coronavirus, I thought it had to do with beer. I saw a lot of cases. <laughs> 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 oh, you know the grocery stores, Howard in France looks like a tornado hit him. The only thing left, Robin, is debris. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. You know why President Trump doesn't wear a mask? <laughs> why? He's got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: tell you, Jackie, you're really on your game. You're, you're getting political.
3: I didn't political. Even know
4: that there was coronavirus
3: humor. Wow.
0: Wow, wow,
3: Jackie. Oh, sure,
4: you're- you know, talking about toilet paper being uh, hard to get. You know, I, j- I had to use old newspapers this morning. And let me tell you something. The times are rough. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, Jackie.
0: I got to tell you, Jackie, you know, I thought it was a dumb move on your part to leave the show, but I see you're at the top of your game.
4: <laughs> yeah, I left just, remember, with the quarantine. I was a good thing I left, like Richard Simmons. It's a good thing we don't see him
0: anymore. We were ahead of the, we were ahead of the curve. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you always said... You were a main part of the show, and without you, the show would, you know, not do well. So uh, you were yeah, you right. Had ba- to
4: break Ringo. up the Beatles, you said, yeah. "Yeah, I was Ringo. How are you with John? As <laughs> uh, you were Paul, and uh, Boo, and Fred was George, and Bowie was Brian Lipstein." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to tell you, Jackie, I thought you were washed up, but you're not. Listen to you; you're cracking everyone up.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, I have another Corona joke for you. You should see I don't wear a mask as hard, but try being blindfolded, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: By the I'm way... I'm on uh, jetty right now.
2: Oh, you're on the you jetty? Job-
4: hap- you know what happens when all the boats get sick? What? <laughs> what? They go to the dock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, You got a million of them. Oh my God! And, 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 and you, Jackie, yeah. you're in the pool with with sour shoes, which is so great. I mean, you're there with the jetty and the pool and everything.
6: Oh yeah. Yeah. And don't forget me, boss. I just I just gulped up another strip, and my my pool is filled with and tequila. <laughs> Yesterday it was chocolate milk. Right.
0: So what it's else? You, so.
6: It's, you know, Y- yes, Speaking about drinking, let me tell you something. Everyone says not to touch your face during
4: this virus. You know how you don't touch your face? <laughs> how? Both both hands is one corona and another hand tequila and lime. <laughs> 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 Why did I leave
2: the show? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Jackie's crying. The pool is filled with Jackie's tears. You know, Gary, uh,
0: Gary in the pool over there, I got to tell you, it's uh, funny that Jackie left the show. Uh, He sounds like he's on fire this morning, full of jokes.
4: Uh, Oh, Jack, you know, I was talking the other day. I went to a bar, but I was hungry first. So a guy at a restaurant said, we're only serving curbside. So I said, okay, can I take some macaroni and sneeze? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, know, you know, Jackie always said, no one is a, a better audience for Jackie than Jackie. The I Jack- mean, you, you're cracking yourself up, aren't you?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. You should see it's tough, though, writing jokes and keeping them down when there's no toilet paper. So I got to write my jokes on old napkins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you, the,
0: you know, the, your laugh is infectious. The way you laugh at your own jokes, it's almost like you never heard them before. I mean, you're cracking yourself.
4: <laughs> I just discovered... A, a joke book that I wrote for that Rodney Dangerfield used. <laughs> 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 Remember the, the joke I wrote for him about smoking and smoking and sex? <laughs> what was that? I told you, me and my wife, we haven't had sex since 1975. We smoke after sex. I have the same pack of Benson and Edges.
2: <laughs> I wrote that one.
6: That was me.
0: No, Jackie, you always said you wrote a couple of jokes for Rodney and he never paid you. You were very upset. You're such a success.
6: Can't you say something? Can't yes, yes, you say know, something? Don't forget about Jackie's music career. It's so funny. I was telling the guys in the back all comedians want to be rock stars. All rock stars want to be comedians. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> I love Bowie's analogies. They're great. <laughs> did you hear Brian the other day on the wrap up show? Do you hear what, what? I said? What is no? it? I'm looking at Alex Azar. Now, you remember the Bundy's friends steve and marcy rhodes doesn't yeah. alex azar a spitting image of steve rhodes <laughs> from Marvel's children even sounds like him too <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. you were telling the guys in the back that
6: i was and dr anthony fauci is the, the cambridge paving stone spokesman a little bit of phil Rizzuto and a tiny bit of luke karnasek meets um anthony hop anthony perkins <laughs> it's so funny
0: you told it's so funny. You told the guys that yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, you well, you the listen,
6: guys
0: that, Yeah. Uh, does, uh, Gary, ask Jackie if he has one more joke before we go.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I gotta tell you something. We
6: gotta get back together again. Well you know, you know yeah. plus, before Jackie finished, I was just thinking. <laughs> if, That's Well I don't have guests, you know, if, if you're so you know, and I know we're so cautious about getting back into New York City. No, 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 why not have the guests stay over at your place? That we can be more personal with them downstairs. You know where you are now. Right. You know if, if it does come to that. You know you like to have guests in the studio with you because it's a different feel. Right. But I think right. you've pivoted well. The right. show's evolved, though.
2: Right.
6: It's evolved. The right. it's
2: evolved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah where, yes,
3: where's guys. Jackie? He was telling us a final joke.
4: Oh, funny. <laughs> And but Jackie, too many, I think it's how many? Oh, this is a great one. This comes from the All American Joke Man Joke Book, which, by the way, if you go to my website, Jackie the Joke Man, I'll get you two Gross Masters, the Gross Master Jr., and Hot Dogs and Donuts. It's the 30th anniversary of the Hot Dogs and Donuts CD. What a career! Come out <laughs> stop the Joke Man! oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> You know, it's funny, with the coronavirus, somebody said, Corona, it must be terrible over there. Could you imagine the problems they're having with the shortage on soaps and shampoos? I said, Th- you should see Jamaica. You should see the problems they're having down there with this coronavirus. Dreadlock rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie,
3: that one didn't come out so well. All right, I
0: mean, maybe we've gone too far.
6: Um, I think we have it.
0: By the I- way... You know, I got to tell you something, Sour Shoes. You're so fucking entertaining. Yes. You know, I I know you're happy at the fast food restaurant, but just remind people how many times I've tried to give you a job here, so that you could work with us. But it just never works out. You just want to work at the fast food place, right?
5: You probably, I think, since we've talked, probably nine nine different times. You have, right. but right. but. But well, I was in March 9th before all this. Remember, before all this started, I was in the studio for. But that was so great; you had me in the room next door.
0: Yeah, but remember, I like I, I actually tonight. said to you, "Sour Shoes," you can make a good living in comedy. I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to hire you. This has happened like five thousand times, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you the ropes uh-huh. and radio, and we're going to get you, you know, get you set up and get you a career. And then it just it just just to spare me all the mail that people are going to write me, go. You should hire Sour Shoes. How many times have I tried to like kind of rein you in and control you?
5: Oh, a bunch of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Why do you oh, think? What yeah. happens? Time. Yeah. Yeah. What happens whenever I offer you a job? Does it just make you crazy?
5: No, uh, it, it, I I just think that maybe maybe you like it every once in a while. You don't want it all the time, every day. Right. Okay. You know what I mean. You you'd like. Yeah. You'd it's like it, it's you, Howard. It's not him.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Believe me, the relationship is fine. Whatever I get from Sour is great. I, I, I always love hearing from him. Uh, it, it, no, you know, in March the last time I tried, we put up Sour in a hotel next to the oh, studio.
2: Yeah.
4: Wow. Yeah. And it was going to be the whole uh, week.
0: And then, and then we had him in the hotel, and then every morning all
4: set up, perfect.
0: Yeah. Every morning on Sour's shoe's door outside of his hotel room. All of these angry notes were taped to his door with complaints about playing the piano all night. All
5: night. Yeah, like
0: even putting him up in a hotel was really difficult. What?
5: I have the note right here. Radio City Apartments, they used a nice pet sketch bed. Please keep it down and don't bang the doors. Well, I was practicing for the show. (laughs) (laughs) What a nightmare. I had a whole meg set up in the room. Right. And and like like I was saying, we had the first show Monday and then the shows got canceled the rest of the week. So maybe that day right. I would have been on the show every day.
0: Right. Right. Didn't work out. All right, Sauer. Um, listen, stay uh, stay the healthy. The
5: pandemic did work out somehow.
0: <laughs> right. And you're um. and by the way, you're you're keeping your mask on and you're staying safe at work.
5: Oh, yeah. I have a cl- I have two clown masks I wear at work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard that uh at work those, at the yeah. fast food restaurant. Sour shoes yeah. will not wear the traditional mask. He wears clown masks. Oh my goodness.
3: Yeah, two clown yeah. masks.
5: Two different ones. Yeah. But
3: they don't have the the mouths covered.
5: Um yeah, they do actually. But you it's have there, to be able to breathe hole.
3: somehow.
5: Oh I, don't I know. know it does it gets so hot under there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. It's hotter than the attic up here.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you, whenever I try to hire this guy, it's like trying to hire the Joker. You know what I mean? It's like, it's
5: crazy. Do you think, do you think if you ever get back to the way it was, I could be there every day or no?
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, but you're impossible, you know, it's impossible to hire you.
6: Yeah, where can we put you but that you won't disturb people? I think, hey, Howard, <laughs> if, if I can interject, if I can interject, we had it set up nice. We had Sour in the green room yeah. and all set up with his instruments. I think, I think it translated pretty good on radio. It was pretty organic.
0: Right. So we right. might thank,
6: want to try that.
0: Thank you, Gary. Um, right. All right. Well, listen, you have a good day, Sour. Good to hear from you. Thanks, good to buddy. hear from
6: you, yes. Do you want me to stay on the phone the rest of the show? Uh, I'll I'll be as quiet as possible.
0: Sure, I'll put you on hold here.
6: Okay, I
5: love you. We love you. you. Happy birthday, Robin! Next week. Thank you. You're the first. And And Howard, your dad's birthday, and uh, how was Beth's birthday? Did you make anything for her?
0: Yes, I I painted her a painting, and I I got her a couple of gifts. Sure.
5: You know, I have the TV guide that she was on with Boomer for the Super Bowl with the with the k- kitten ball. I saved yes. it. I was So did the I. week I was in at the show.
6: I was going to bring it into you, but we never saw each other. Anyway, oh well. <laughs>
0: All right, okay. Well, let me say goodbye to Gary. Goodbye, Gary.
6: Boss, we'll see you uh, at the next virtual meeting, probably later today. I thought yesterday's I thought yesterday's creative meeting was was pretty good. Derek Jones had a lot to Michael Trainer who cut his finger. We, we hope he's doing better and Mark has just been great on the phone. It's not easy with everybody being at different locations.
0: Right. And uh, Jackie, right. you take care too. Thank you for being on
6: the show. <laughs>
4: Alan, what's the, what is the difference between jazz and jizz? <laughs>
6: what? It, it's not to everyone's taste. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
2: do you
6: think about this, just Jelaine Maxwell? Who does she look like?
0: Uh, it's you tell me, Gary.
6: I'm looking at her, and she reminds me a little bit. Remember Daphne on Frasier? It's almost exact, same accent. I mean, it's, it's perfect. It really is
0: you know gary i don't think there's a topic you can't talk about i mean if i just name a topic if i bring up a random topic i feel like you could be an expert in it the way you have thoughts on everything you know
6: sure sure go ahead
0: Do you mind if i test you
6: oh let's see let's see let's see how much legs we can get out of it
0: all right um mike tyson going back to boxing at 54 years old
6: amazing so funny. Remember about 30, when we were doing the show back in 1989, we had the Doobie Brothers in. That was the same day that George Foreman announced. He was cover back. He was about 48 years old. He did it very successfully. Remember, he won four four bouts, especially against Bone Crusher Smith. Uh, I think Mike Kent Tyson could do it. I don't know what they're going to do with boxing right now. It's kind of weird with uh, the. With, uh, restrictions
0: isn't it amazing how something. gary can talk about any time right
6: <laughs> he's off on a run we don't even um, we can't even Robert interrupt him a big boxing fan how how much did mike tyson take care of him you know, he didn't fight for 15 years during his prime so he didn't get beat up like muhammad ali yeah
0: watch this you want to be Michael's impressed okay. uh, underwater welding
6: unbelievable uh, so i was talking to a guy at local 931 this was down in new york city and they do a lot for the piers, Chelsea piers and stuff like that yes. so a snorkeling crew <laughs> actually meets there with a welding group right and only the ones that See what do I mean? CPR okay. than have here. any kind of swimming oh, license no, no, can... put him back on hold
0: isn't that something underwater <laughs> welding he had no problem uh, giving a full discourse on it
3: didn't even hiccup
0: nothing i was going to get to fair trade coffee but <laughs> it wasn't time. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I imagine if Ed Jewel makes that noise. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, now. What can I tell you? I have so many things to get to. I should get hey, to now. them all. Let me take a call from Dave and then I'll. Uh... Get Robin in here and let her decide what she wants to hear about. Go ahead, Dave. You're on the air. Welcome to the uh, Howard Stern Show. We're having one big party here today. Um, Also, uh, Seth Rogen later in the program. For those of you who are fans of the uh, great Seth Rogen. Yes, Dave.
1: Howard, how you doing, man?
0: Hey, now.
2: Hey,
1: listen. Hey, now. Hey, now.
0: Hey, now.
1: Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. I know you've said on the show over the years, that your father was a great influence on your career. But uh, as the show has evolved, who has been a, a, the greatest influence in your personal life that reflected on the progress and progression of your show?
0: I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Who has been an influence? Ah,
1: uh, jeez.
0: I mean, think about that. Who has been an influence on the show? Um,
1: On, on you and how you... You know, progression me. into the show as it is today. I mean, all right, cool. Well, let
0: me let me go through who it is. Well, definitely not Fred. I know he hasn't influenced <laughs> me at all. Hmm. No,
1: because earlier you were saying how. Um,
0: well, my father. You know, your mother... Well, I mean, I'm saying when I when I used to watch my father um, talk or get up in front of his friends and talk about politics and things like that, he. He definitely had a way of delivering a story or kind of a take on things that definitely influenced me. But sometimes when I'm doing the show, I, I kind of channel my father. I mean, that was earlier on, not so much anymore. Um, and now and then as it went along, I mean, you know, I told you Soupy Sales when I was a kid. I always thought that his show was the best. I loved Mad Magazine. That always influenced my humor. Uh, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, now, now I just do my thing. It's no longer where I have an inspiration. I mean, there have been so many people who have been influential in my life that I've learned something from like the Maharishi Yogi about uh, meditation, which has been incredibly uh, good for me.
1: Right on, man.
0: Um, you know, I, music is a big influence on me. Like, the you know, if I'm listening to, like, the Foo Fighters or Metallica or the Stones, it inspires me to think about bigger things, and uh, it gets my mind going creatively. Uh, John Lennon, I mean, oh, my God. Um, Any of the Beatles. Paul McCartney. I mean, those are my inspirations in life, but right now I don't think there's anybody who is... who I'm sitting and, and listening to and watching and and thinking, you know, oh, I want to be like them. Uh, but there's many people I admire right now. I admire well, a, a lot of, of people. A couple weeks ago, you so, said that so were, you, so wished you had
1: written Jim influence Carrey's book. You know influence you
0: today. Oh, yeah. Like Jim Car. Yeah. Jim Carrey's a good Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe you're right. Like when I read Jim Carrey's book and quite frankly, Colin Joe's book, too. No bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh, when I read both of those guys' books, they super inspired me. I um, Colin Joe's approach to comedy and how he writes and um, and all the work he put in really inspired me, but Jim Carrey's book was so brilliant. He was... Um, you know, it, it was just such an unusual idea for him to write a book about a character named Jim Carrey who was kind of yeah. like Jim Carrey, but not quite. I mean, Steve Martin's book about becoming a stand-up comic. Oh, I'll tell you who really inspired me and and this was because of kid chris kid chris and i were talking and he said we were talking about inspiration and where we get inspiration from and uh kid chris r- mentioned the movie comedian which i had seen years ago which was uh jerry seinfeld's documentary jerry seinfeld's uh, putting movie, yeah. putting together um, uh, a comedy uh set for a stand-up and uh he said you know yeah maybe i'll go back and watch that and I, I was watching it and i could not stop watching it it was so fucking awesome like he, he literally takes you through. If, if anybody who is who who just wants to be inspired should watch that, Seinfeld had done a special or something, and he had zero new material, and he decided he wanted to go out and start a whole new set of material. And I think most of us assume it's so easy for him because he just naturally it is funny. It looks that easy when he's doing it, yeah. But he took you through. Going to a comedy club, having nothing on stage, and at one point some woman starts heckling him and going, Have you ever done this before? Like he was bombing <laughs> so badly, and he takes you and shows you that that he had nothing. He had nothing and he couldn't remember what he was supposed to say up there, and he was struggling, and then by the end of the movie, the end of the documentary, he's got a full forty five minute set of this brilliant comedy. And it's so inspiring. I, I wish that movie had been 17 hours that's how good it was i wish i i I bet you there's a ton of stuff he took out just to keep the masses interested yeah because he could only give you what two hours or less i would watch the uncut version of that because it was it reminded me of struggle because there are days and i was talking to kid chris about this there are days i wake up and i go oh i got nothing today what am i going to do today and and then you know there's something that just pushes you or you, or the night before you go, fuck, it's like cramming for an exam. I got to come up with something, you know? Um,
1: so I guess the struggle is part of the process of success.
0: The struggle is everything in success because, because no one is successful who doesn't struggle. I don't care what you do. I don't care what right. you do for a living. If you're great at it, you have to struggle. You have to put in tremendous amount of energy, I mean, I'm sure Sour Shoes just didn't get handed that biscuit promotion because he was uh, fucking around. <laughs>
1: that, that dude's a genius, man. <laughs> he is Sour. a
0: genius. He is a genius.
1: He's, he's a mad, mad genius. genius. He's a now, mad can I, genius. Can I ask
0: you a last <laughs> uh, Dave, um, Am I crazy, or was Sour Shoes not just so entertaining, or was I just amusing myself? I thought uh, he was amazing.
1: I, I'm, I'm t- I think he's one of the best callers you got, man. I'd love to have him on your show.
0: Can't do it. Well, we've he's tried. been here. <laughs> yeah, we've he tried. He's just
1: so fast. He is. He's amazing. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, I'll take whatever we can get from him.
0: Me, too. Me, too. All right, Dave. Let me
1: ask you one last question, Howard. Sure. Please. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Thank you. Uh, Like, I know uh, uh, about a week ago you had touched base, like, you know, you kind of calmed it down from using the word retard to slow adult, and things like that. And uh, the, your inspiration with painting, although you've been into it for many years, ha- has Beth been a big influence on on your your mellower approach and not using certain words that you used to use?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, you know, of course. How can you live? You know, where- I was saying to Beth last night, I, how can you live with this? Stuff? I mean, Beth and I see no one. We're, it's just the two of us. That 90% of my day is like either, you know, it's not that we spend every minute together. I mean, I go off and do my own thing, and so does she, and and she's so into animal rescue. But, yeah, she's a huge influence on me. I mean, she, um, there are times that, you know, as a human being, I don't, uh, being a narcissist, I don't really remember that other people have feelings and that other people uh, should get a phone call once in a while. And now, how Bethel, did
5: I beat
3: you on that test? I told you you lied.
0: Well, I lied during it. <laughs> um, I, uh, I must tell you that Beth, uh, she'll say to me, you need to go upstairs and call this person. Uh, you know, it would be a nice thing to do because blah, 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 blah. And she explains to me what it is to be a human being. And it's tr- it's tremendously helpful it really truly is all right dave enough with the questions thank you what is this guy my psychiatrist
3: (laughs) he was delving he was delving in there
0: yeah i tell you uh a lot of questions from this guy but there are yeah there's a lot of things that do inspire me really do i go on instagram and look at these painters who are young guys painting young women and men they're so talented it's just crazy. And I go, how are they making a living? One's more talented than the other. And some of these people get like 300 bucks for a painting. I go, how are they I surviving? Know. You know, and, 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 and it's terrific work. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Jeffrey in Canada, how you doing?
1: Very well. Uh, Long-time lover, first-time caller. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. So, um, hey, now. I just wanted hey to touch base. And hey, respect. Hi. 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 Hey now. Hey now. I just wanted to touch base. base. All right, come on, Jeffrey. What's up? Hey now. Okay. Hey now. I feel like I'm uh, in a loop. I I, I apologize. I I am Canadian. Uh, so I just wanted to touch base in respect to the New York Times article that talked about um, that the Pentagon was about to release Uh, information about uh, a vehicle that they uh, found that the material is not from this world. And how come we're not talking about
0: that? I read that. That didn't surprise me. The New York Times wrote an article about UFOs and that uh, they're now thinking, the Pentagon is now thinking about releasing all of this supposed UFO information, the things they've been collecting and that they keep private one of the things they're writing about is they found they have a piece of material that is not of this earth is what they're claiming. Number one, sounds
3: like the terminator,
0: doesn't it? Right. Number one, I read that and I said, of course there's material, not of this earth. We, you know, I have to remind people sometimes they forget we're floating around in space on a fucking ball that's spinning around something called, we call it the sun. It's a star. We're in space right now. We're all on this. You see, this is why I can't stand all the racial divide and the hatred. We're spinning around on something. We don't even understand how it's staying up in the sky that it could fall down at any time and our whole fucking world could end. It's a miracle that we're all spinning around. We're in space, the final frontier. And
3: and everybody's trying to figure out how all human beings... Are different from each other. Right. Somehow they, you know, we were plopped here. We don't even know how we got here.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm standing in my bathroom watching stepmom porn and I go, I'm floating around in space. What are you and doing? I'm, <laughs> and I'm jerking off to a guy pretending to be somebody's stepson. <laughs> <Who's>
3: <laughs> you know, as I old mean, as me.
0: <laughs> if you really thought about it, you'd be on, in a fucking panic. We're all passengers on a spaceship called Earth and we don't even know where we are. So, It's crazy. So isn't it believable that something from out of space, uh, a substance that from an asteroid, a material, there's all kinds of material not on Earth. But did
3: they say this was something that was made into something?
0: No. No. It's just a rock. It's a rock. Now, I've explained to people before, and people don't want to believe it because this miracle that we're on, this spaceship we're on, this Earth, this planet is such a miracle. I was petting my cat last night. I go, "How did you get here? Look at the miracle that is a cat." I mean, this breathing, living thing that lives in my house needs food and water and a litter box. I go, "It's a miracle." There's and a miracle. You can
3: mir- can't even communicate with each other, but yet you're having a moment.
0: Well, having a moment. She looked at me. I looked at her. I'm telling her what a good girl she is. It was a miracle. Now, people are looking... There's not enough miracles for people. They're bored. This is the problem with with, with boredom and people. You shouldn't be bored. You should be sitting here... Half the day you should be shaking. Half the day you should be marveling, and half the day you should be shaking in your pants because we're moving (laughs) through space all together. We should huddle together and hold each other. Now, the the, the problem with people is they're never satisfied. We're in the middle of a miracle, and they want more. Never enough. They want to hear that somewhere else out there in this fucking no oxygen, light, no life. They want life from another planet. It doesn't exist. I saw all the tapes of the UFOs. I saw a lot of this stuff. You never can see it. It's blurry. It looks like somebody it's like, dots like, just it, jumping around. It looks around. like. You ever see a crumb on your pants when you're eating? That's what it looks like. And and people go, it's not it's not moving. It's something in the sky. It's not moving. I'll tell you what it is. It's either uh, some sort of um, reflection. Sometimes you notice the even the Air Force can't get a clear picture. They can't get a clear picture of the spaceship. They go up. They go. It's gone suddenly.
3: It's not moving like a, a plane.
0: It's not moving because because it's probably
2: a fucking bird.